0: Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, professional wrestling fan. How's it going? How are you doing? Shout out from the top. Let's go. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. I am ready to roll. I will say I'm a little bit sore, um, and I'm a lot a bit full as I record this. I started my Saturday morning moving. I moved all the crap that we have upstairs. Yes, my hobby room and wrestling room is been dismantled. That room has been taken down. That is the new baby room here at Stacking Slabs HQ. Um, So we're getting new carpets upstairs. So shout out to McGrath Cards, my brother, who helped me move this morning, move all of our stuff to the garage, move stuff out. Um, We're doing a little reconfiguration over here. Got to have some dedicated space to the hobby. That's wouldn't be called stacking slabs HQ if that wasn't the case. But I know when I get out of bed tomorrow morning, it's gonna be hard to get out of bed tomorrow morning. Had fun ripping cards today. How about that? Ripping some wax right out of the gates. Thought it might be a good idea to buy a little bit of a hobby box. And uh when we were done moving all the crap from upstairs to downstairs, rip some wax with my brother. Um no, we're not ripping. Prism, we're not ripping select, we're not cracking cases of NT. We're not doing that over here in Stacking Slabs HQ. What we're doing, we're buying wax that makes us happy and reminds us of being kids, and that's what we did. We ripped a box of 99 Bowman Football. Tim Couch Rookie Year, Bay Bay. Had fun doing that. It was a blast from the past. You rip those packs, and I was telling my brothers, like, man, all of these guys, I'm sitting here, you know, J.J. Stokes and Terrell Owens, back-to-back pulls, you know, Elvis Gerbach, um, Fred Taylor, Takeo Spikes, all of these It's so much nostalgia coming in as we're ripping these packs, and it's just guys that, you know, I remember growing up watching football, and I remember – um, you know, playing Madden, playing different games. And those were the guys that I I was. And I got to tell you something, you know, we, we did pull a second year Peyton out of there. That was fun. But the best part about this was reliving and having all these moments of nostalgia. And I didn't, I didn't pay over a hundred. I didn't think I paid 80 bucks for that thing, 80 bucks. And man, the connection with the past was strong. So I am feeling a lot of energy and some nostalgia, and I'm sore, and I got to say, I'm also full. I'm a lot of things today as I record this episode of Stacking Slabs podcast for you. My best friend's in town. He's got a wedding. Had a little tortas. You, you, anyone out there getting down with some tortas? A Mexican sandwich? Just, just house some Mexican sandwiches? It was so good. Then when I, when I got back to the crib, I was like, man, like I got to record the pod and here we are today. So we're, you know, we're, we're not going to beat a dead horse and go over the national a bunch. I've done that. People on my show have done that. Plenty of other people have content around that. There's enough good stuff out there right now regarding the national. I can just say just I'm, I'm more excited than ever. Um, I'm more excited than ever because I've got some cash in hand. And you remember last week when I was talking to the captain and he had the Instagram video, then he came on the show, kept saying cash, 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 cash. Well, I made some tough decisions last week and I looked at the PC, grabbed some cards. I'm going to talk a little bit about that um, later on in the episode, but just what I'm going through, but I've got some cash. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to record this episode of stacking slabs and I'm ready to Talk some sports cards, baby. So I want to put a little disclaimer at the top of this episode. We're going to start talking about Stacking Slabs podcast from a specific perspective. But before I get into that, just a little background. I talk to a lot of business professionals out there. You're grinders, you're working in whatever industry you're in and whatever role you're in. I've always said this we all have individual skills that we can use and point back into the hobby to help contribute and make the hobby better. And these are the things that you're doing when you're researching, when you're communicating, when you're negotiating. These are the skills that you have that you have learned over your professional career. There are so many professionals in this hobby that come from all walks of life. And I think that's the coolest part. One of the coolest parts of the hobby is that You have all these diverse backgrounds, all these diverse skill sets, and we're bringing them all together into a group of people where the center of it is passion and is passion around cards. For me, you all know this. I say it from the top, but I'm a B2B marketer. What I do for a living is I help companies build brand. I create content. I educate. I drive sales pipeline. This is what I do professionally. And I do this in the technology space. When I look at some counterparts that are happening in the marketing space, my, from my vantage point, me being a student of the game in marketing, much like I'm a student of the game in sports cards, is marketers who win and companies who win and brands who win are marketers, brands, and companies who are playing the long game. Those who lose are the ones playing the short game. Coming from a place of abundance and helps you, get in the mindset of giving back and doing this from the standpoint of, I'm playing the long game because I'm trying to build my brand. The foundation, this helps set the foundation for everything else that you do. And that's what I, I do. And I bring that mindset and those skills to what I do with Stacking Slabs. So it's like a collision of worlds sometimes between Brett the marketer, Brett the sports card guy. I try to come from a place of abundance with this show and I'm playing the long game. People always ask me like, why do you do this? What are you doing? Like, I love sports cards and I love to give back. And I also, in my professional career, I'm a brand builder and I play the long game. So I'm just taking those skills and that mindset and applying it to Stacking Slabs. I've talked about this. This is not a project that is funded by anyone else besides myself. My goal is to provide value to a group of people and build this audience organically. And that's what I've been doing for the last 18 to 20 months. By building my audience organically, it provides me with opportunities. And this is how I look at things. And this is me playing the long game. It provides me access to people. I'm meeting, talking, and connecting with people that I never thought I would at this point, which is fantastic. It helps amplify my hobby experience. It helps provide me access to information. Information is the most important thing in this hobby. It's the most important nugget on deals, what's happening in the industry, like putting your ear to the ground and knowing what's happening, knowing uh, pricing deals, knowing what deals are going down, knowing who has what cards, what's for sale. By playing the long game, doing the show, it's a magnet for that kind of thing. And I'm very fortunate. So also provides me the first pass on cards that people know I want. It doesn't happen all the time, but it but it does happen. And when it does, it's awesome. I get DMs every week about people who see specific cards that they know I collect and they say, or they have a card and they ask me. And that's always fun to talk, talk through and think about. And I think about this always as like, whether it's people, information, or access to cards, I'm fortunate that I get these things the, in a manner that I'm getting them at this point because I have this podcast that I'm playing the long game with. And so this all triggered and really, I started to think about it when Kevin, the Captain 37, and I were talking about long game players and short game players into the sports card market. Um, and I'll say this, like when I got back in the hobby and I was trying to figure shit out, I did what 99% of the other people do who get back into the hobby. You listen to a bunch of people, you buy a bunch of shit you don't, you don't want or you don't buy because you're thinking about profit over passion. You're trying to sell cards that you don't care about, but you think the market does. That sucks. That sucks. Like I can't, I can't do that with my time in sports cards. The number one thing that I want to protect at this point in my life is my time. So if I'm spending time in sports cards, I want to spend my time in sports cards buying, collecting for me. With that being said, I think it's really got me thinking about the long-term versus the short game. And I don't think I've ever put a goddamn disclaimer on this podcast. I haven't. It's been a free wheel and run. If you come to Stacking Slabs, it's a roller coaster. You can figure out, do I like it? Do I not? Is this for me? Is it not? And again, I'll say this emphatically, this is your hobby content alternative. My show is not supposed to be for everybody. But if you're out there and you're listening, shout out to you. I appreciate you. I see you. I see see when those numbers are up. I see the DMs. I see the comments. I appreciate that. But I think adding a disclaimer really helps add an important layer of context to my content. That's kind of hard to say. Context. To my content, that's a t-shirt if I ever get them. I also, I'll say this is like, you know, I, <laughs> if you see me at, at the National, I probably won't be decked out head to toe in stacking slabs gear. Probably be wearing a wrestling t-shirt, probably a Colts hat. Um, say what's up, but I don't, don't be out there looking for a stacking slabs banner. You're probably not going to find one. I think playing the short game isn't bad and everyone does it or has done it in some degree. But I think the education around what's possible when you, you play the long game is kind of what this show is about. So when you reach that certain evolution in collecting, it's all about that hitting that feel spot with your mail day. You know what I'm saying? When it makes you smile and saving your ass some time. Smiling when you get cards in the mail, man. That's what it's all about. So the disclaimer that I'll, I'll put up on Stacking Slabs podcast is just like, you know, think maybe I should get this. Uh, maybe I'll update the cover art of the show. But, you know, remember, you know, when you're buying hip hop CDs back in the day and you're like, man, I got to get this this uh, ready to die, man, this this album rules like I hope my mom doesn't see it because it's got this big fat Pearl Advisory Explicit Lyrics uh, sticker on it. And I know she wouldn't want that. Well, you know what? Maybe there should be one of those stickers on the Stacking Slabs podcast. But the message in the show says, this is for long game players, because that's what I'm talking about. That's my mindset and where I'm coming from. And so what I want to do with this show, and I have been doing, is be a show for the long game player, the collector, the person who is out there, you're out there, you're listening, passion over profit." We love money. We love our cards going up, but we don't want to start there. We don't want to start and say, I'm going to buy this card because I think the market's going to like it. It's, I want to buy this card because it's significant to me and I'm going to hold it. And over a long period of time, this card is going to increase. That's what this show is about. And I just, I've been thinking about it. All these conversations are happening. And I said, you know what? It's time to put a damn disclaimer on this. So, qualities here. We're going through qualities, baby. Quality control. Man, that just triggered a thought. Talking about hip hop. Shout out to all you Jurassic 5 fans in there. That's a hip hop group I haven't thought about in a while, but they had a track called Quality Control that was ill back in the day. I need to, once I'm done recording this, I'm going to go put on some Jurassic 5 and um, get busy. But the qualities here you collect your cards. How about that? Upfront, really apparent, you collect. It's players, teams, products, sets that you love. When you buy these cards, you buy them to hold. You sell them, but it's because something bigger and better comes along the way. That's what I did this week. I sold some cards. I sold some Kyler Murray's. I sold some Kyler Murray's because I said to myself, you know what? I love this kid. I love watching him play. But deep down, this is a hobby guy right now. This this is a hobby, darling, you know? And in order for me to mitigate my risk in my Kyler Murray investments, I said, you know what? I'm going to sell a couple of these cards right now and get money to help fund my national experience and then go put those cards into a player that I'm holding on the long term. And I'm not saying that other Kyler Murray cards that I have aren't going to be held for the long term. But what I can say is, this kid's got to make the playoffs this year. Three years in, if he doesn't make the playoffs this year. Uh oh, trouble train. So that was a decision, and I just talked through the mindset that I had there. Sold a couple Steph. I sold one Steph Curry card. Does that mean I don't like Steph Curry? No, but I know the hobby likes him right now because Steph Curry's in the news. We obviously heard about the card being sold or kind of sold, or however we want to position that. But I can sell these cards and fun players that I'm holding long-term, and players that I deeply love and that I have a connection with, like a Peyton Manning. And I think, I look at my collection, and I had, as I'm preparing my room, getting new carpets, it's going to be a nursery for my daughter. I'm putting my cards in shoeboxes, and I'm putting them up, as you know we're having people in up there this week and i was just looking through my collection and i like legitimately like started getting emotional because i'm curating a collection of players that mean so much to me and players that i can tell my daughter about and say this is these are the things that i guys that i love and i got to walk down the street and go watch play like i posted on my story or I posted on my feed this weekend of a new pickup I got it was a a uh, an Andrew Luck card. No, this is this is uh, the 2014 Andrew Luck card. I posted a couple a couple weeks back, but I, I was looking at this card and I flipped it over, and on the back of the card was a description of the Chiefs comeback in the playoffs, a game that I was at, a game that meant so much to me, and I'll never forget it. And now I have a gold Andrew Luck card with that memory on the back. And damn it, this is why sports cards kick so much ass. Like, come on, like you're out there, you're listening and you're shaking your head because you have cards in your collection that that does the same thing to you. And damn it, that's what makes this hobby so fucking special. What makes it so special is the fact that we spend all of this money for these pieces of cardboard that we connect with deeply And that's what sets the market. It's not all the short-term players. It's not all the influencers and air quotes on in the hobby. It's you listening to this show, you the collector, you who think long and hard about the money that you spend. I think this is what matters to me. That's what collecting is, and that's what this damn show is about. The money comes after it to me. It does. But I'm glad we're all here. I'm glad we're collecting. I love everyone who I interact with, who we're talking about. But man, like, there's so much good stuff. So let's move on, baby. Let's get. There's some news going on. Joe Orlando stepping down. To me, I'm not going to get into it because a lot of other people are going to be covering this. But inevitable, I think, with an acquisition, there's always change. I think Joe, what whether you like him or whether you don't like him, PSA saw some just monster. Monster increases across their brand, and during his leadership, PSA solidified themselves as the number one sports card grader and authenticator. That, to me, is a legacy. So I think that's something that Joe Orlando can hang his hat on, undeniably setting the stage for what we're about to see and witness under the leadership of Nat Turner. The Weekly Rip, hopefully you're reading it, enjoying it. I love all the messages that I get about it. This last week, I talked about my Tom Brady appreciation, how it's helping with my cards. And I think following, you know, goats in your markets every day is, is a good thing and will help give you indicators for your buys. Um, the 25K Brady Silver Prism purchase sends signals Um, It helps identify gaps and it. it, To be honest with you, it makes me a better Peyton Manning collector. So talked about that last week. I talk about the crossover and why I'm enjoying that show, bringing on guests, such a good crew. That's the type of hobby content I want to consume. And I hope that if you're coming to Stacking Slabs, listen to what I have to say. It aligns similarly and you're a fan of what they're doing over the crossover. Because to me, these are platforms We're trying to just add value to the community. I also talked about Causeway Card Show with Costa Cards. That's a show I think I got to be at. There's a lot of shows going on this weekend as I record this. Dallas, Atlanta. I wasn't in the weeds on interactions online. Seems like some people were getting some decent stuff at Dallas. Atlanta, I'm following Shay, man. I'm following him on his... uh, uh card show vlog he 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 that is a handle that he is uh not only using pizza to promote but he's also showing his experiences so I do appreciate that. Let's talk a little oh yeah, but if you're not signed up for the weekly rip, get going get in order, get on that it's free baby hobby hustle this week this is a fun one. I'm excited about Friday's episode. It's someone who I have been trying to talk to. On the show for quite some time, someone who has content that I follow. I dig his stuff, I dig his mentality and mindset. But I've got Ryan Card Collector 2 on the show this week. He is so knowledgeable, um, love his passion, love his ideas. We're gonna, he's gonna come on the show. We're gonna talk a little bit about brand building, what he's done to do that, his new shop. And of course, we're gonna get into a little national discussion. I got a nice little email this morning. I got an email from PSA, as a matter of fact, and my cards moved into grading. My cards moved into grading, baby. Yes. We're fired up about that. And it's not just any sub, it's not a junk slab era sub. It is a vintage wrestling card sub. Yes. 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 So I purchased a collection this time last year. I'm not gonna tell you what I paid for the collection, but I'll just say in retrospect, I got a pretty good deal. I picked through the cards. The cards were in very excellent condition. We'll see based on PSA's new grading what happens. Vintage is obviously tougher to grade, but to me the eye test, they look good. Sent a hundred and seventy one cards in. A hundred and seventy one wrestling cards are at PSA just move into grading. I'm so thrilled to get those back and just from the timeline. So I got them around this time. I sent in the sub in November. They got processed in February. And now we're sitting here in July, mid-July, and they just went to grading. Patience is a virtue. Whatever. But I'm gonna get these cards back. I'm gonna make a couple decisions. What's for me and what's for the market? Some are gonna be for the market because it's a big order. I need to. I need to cover the cost of the grading, right? So that's something I'm thinking about already. But man, it's nice to see cards move along. Had a little bit of an interesting Friday, as a matter of fact, and I'm going to talk about that. It was fun, little wrestling card controversy, if you will. Go check out my Instagram. I'm not going to get into all the details, but I did an Instagram live with Tony from wrestlingtradingcards.com. If you're into wrestling cards, bookmark WTC, unbelievable resource. Tony is partners with Zan, who I've talked about on Worlds Collide, their podcast. I listen to it every week. I really enjoy it. Tony has an awesome site. WTC has checklists, pack odds. It is an unbelievable resource if you're into wrestling cards. There's a lot of hype around the Corazon de Leon 1993 top CMLL BGS 9.5 card. That is Chris Jericho. It just, to me, it showed a lot of someone hyping up their own cards, then a platform seeing the card, then tweeting about it. Then it made its way to Jericho, and Jericho's tweeting about it. And it's like, my mindset is if if pumping your cards like that, like, and positioning them in a certain way, and then listing them on eBay for uh, half a million dollars? Like, come on, man. And so I just think that sends the wrong message. And so I, during my discussion, I went on live on Friday with the intention to bring Tony on, who's a trusted resource in the wrestling card market historian, to talk about this card. The card is rare, but rare it was pulled out of a pack of top CMLL, CMLL cards It's a base card, okay? 1993, okay? And it's listed for half a million dollars because you want your card to be seen by everyone. You want us to talk about it. I just think education needs to happen because I'm seeing a lot of things happen. Wrestling cards is an emerging market, which is great. We want more people in it. But when people are operating with self-interest and promoting their shit, I'm going to step in, I'm going to get people in, and I'm going to get people to tell the story about the cards. In an authentic way. And I'll tell you what, Rob England, who's one of the right up there with David Peck in terms of like most premier wrestling card collectors, they've been grading wrestling cards longer than anyone else. Unbelievable collections. Go check out their pages, Rob's page and David Peck. They're great follows on Twitter and Instagram. But Rob was in my chat during this conversation and Rob said, Yeah. I unfortunately sold my copy of this card. So there's another copy. And there was also a story on Discord about how someone just bought three packs of CMLL and pulled two Jerichos or Corazon de Leon, man. And Rob said, yeah, I sold mine to a buddy for $75. Okay, so, so I don't care when that sale happened. It could have been 10 years ago. From 75 to half a million dollars. Come on, man. So what I'll say this. If you're out there, if you're out there and I see you and you're pumping up your own wrestling cards and you're trying to pull a fast one, you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do to you? You just made the list and don't make that list because I love wrestling cards that I wanted to grow and shout out freaking wrestling cards, man, having a blast. So much fun stuff is going on. I'm just thrilled about what we're doing in that market and just all of the good stuff. It is a place where people are super passionate about. It is a place, just from the top, people are playing the long game. So people who come in and try to play the short game, doesn't work like that. Let me tell you something. Us wrestling fans, we unite. We unite around the passion. We unite around the collecting. And what we do is we talk and bullshit about moments that these guys and gals gave us when we were growing up, and that's what makes this damn thing so special. So, by God, don't make me put you in the freaking walls of Jericho. Don't make me hit you with the Judas effect. Don't make me do that, man. We're here to celebrate. We're here to have a little bit of the bubbly. That's what we're doing here in the wrestling card market. Let's freaking go. Getting juiced up over here. I think I need to meditate a little bit. I need to do something. Maybe it's drink less coffee. I don't know. Let's close out with this one, everybody. Keeping up with the collectors is a distraction. It impedes focus, research, reflection. Reaching for moments of nostalgia, avoid conspicuous consumption. Buy for you, impress a few. Collectors' mindset always wins. This is what I'm talking about. The cards we buy should be for us first and foremost. That's what's going to get you to stay. That's where you're going to hit those moments like I did looking back at my luck card and reading about the Chiefs game. So, So many people in the hobby are trying to compare themselves to their neighbors. What fun is that? Collect for yourself. Stay for a while, man. We're here to win. We're here to have fun. We're here to give each other high fives. Maybe some, uh, some Bullet Club two suites out there at the National. If you hit me with a two sweet at the National, I'm giving you one back. You know I will. The shit's for life. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. Thanks so much for supporting the podcast. Your follows, your likes, your shares, I appreciate this. I appreciate everything you do, the time you take to listen to me sit up here and bullshit on a podcast for a little while. It's an escape for me. Hopefully, it's an escape for you. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Stacking Slabs, always back on Friday. Card Collector 2. Let's freaking go.